Hello and welcome back to Never Made Varsity. I'm Aaron. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. I was forced to do this intro today and it is not as awkward as last time I did it because there are other the people here this time. <laughs> the blooper episode. That was, a, that was a solid 7 out of 10. It's like a 5 out of 10. <laughs> That's why I don't do the intros. Hello, this is um, C. Turkey Obi. Um, you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Colby Complains, all one word. <laughs> Was it that funny? <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> this is David. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. I just drove two hours in the rain to get here. <laughs> My brain is fried. I am Christmas tree, Mav Christmas tree. But actually, I'm Maverick. You can find me at Heartbreak two underscores kids. Thank you for saying actually you're Maverick. I was confused for a second. I had to make sure, you know. Let him know, boy. Mm-hmm. So, last week's trivia question was, in the 1800s, Carl Wunderlich got a number by averaging over a million readings from the armpits of 25,000 patients. What is this number? The correct answer is 98.6 or uh, the human body temperature. And Carla got the answer correct at Carla B underscore 22. So, uh, yeah, congrats. She's up for her second uh, handshake. She's yeah. so smart. She's so smart. And thank you for bringing me my headphones because I forgot them today. And she actually laughs at my jokes. <laughs> she said that you're the favorite of us four. Heck yes. Not me. <laughs> that means so much. Um, all right. We're going to go ahead and jump into college football. Chaos. I'm in shock. It is utter chaos. I would just you like, is back. I would just like to point out that I'm extremely disappointed in my in my bandwagon team, UGA, for getting the belt. <laughs> <laughs> not only is Auburn. not only is the U back, but Wisconsin has a clear path to the playoff. Not like they didn't before, but now it's even clear for you non-believers. It's a little. It's a. It's easier now. I still don't think they're in the top four though. If they win out, there is essentially no way that they don't make it. So if everyone else in the... Okay, hold on. Let's let's back it up. (laughs) Back it up. up. I'm bringing out the rankings. This is round two. We need some some bells going right Just for those who don't know, UGA lost to Auburn. Um, I don't have the score pulled up. And um, North... uh, North. Notre Dame got smacked by Miami. North Dame. North Dame. Notre Dame got uh, smacked by Miami and... um, the turnover chain was brought out, I think, four times. Four times. Okay, so I will rank, read the rankings as they are currently, as of Sunday, November 12th, um, and count down. So, Wisconsin at eight. Um, Wait, is that the... Oh, you're reading the CFP ranking? Yes. Are we not reading, like, the updated coaches poll? Not yet. Those don't matter. They well, no, matter. but they could give us a barometer into what, what the committee could be. Yeah. Those don't matter. Uh, Wisconsin at eight. Um, Miami was at seven. TC was at six. Oklahoma five. Clemson four. Notre Dame three. Bama two. Georgia one. So, discuss while I charge my phone. So, before we get into the real discussion, I was thinking, and I think it's interesting that every year the playoff has existed, there has been a criteria that really matters, and then a year or two later, it just happens to not matter to the committee when it's convenient 
mostly for Bama because I'm bitter about them. But <laughs> conference championships mattered, and then they didn't matter last year, which was convenient for Ohio State. Uh, game control used to matter, and now that doesn't really seem to matter. Strength of schedule used to matter, and now that definitely doesn't matter for Bama. But to some people, it matters for Wisconsin. So at yourself next time. <laughs> Georgia lost. Georgia didn't just they got no, smacked. It was really bad. Even if they yeah. even if they beat like I don't, I don't even if they beat Alabama, I don't think they warrant them. I don't think they would bring themselves back up to into the top four. Like honestly, I was watching that game. Auburn was absolutely tearing up the field, playing against them, just dominating them. Like yeah. I I had no inclination that they would get dominated like that. Especially not that Auburn's a bad team; they're in the top ten. But like I had no inclination that they would get destroyed like that. And that really brings me to my point. Because of that victory by Auburn, I think this brings Clemson back up into like the this you control your destiny went out and you're in because they beat Auburn earlier in the season. Yes, they did. And so that definitely bolsters their schedule now, uh, having that win despite having the loss still to Syracuse. Does a two lost conference champion Auburn get in? No. I so okay. That so, means they would have to beat Bama and then beat Georgia in the yeah. championship. So here, well, if they did do that, that's really hard to leave right? them out. I see your point now. Yeah, that would be tough. Wow. In Wisconsin's on the side. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, that's a big problem with the committee, in my opinion, is that Alabama. No, I don't think that they would get dropped out of the top four if they lost to anybody. Even really if they lost, so? to, even if they lost to an FCS team, they would still remain in the top. They four. got they they got their blood pumping against Mississippi State. They 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 got scared for a little bit. Yeah, but I'm saying, name any team in college football. If they lose to them, they're still in the top four, and I think that's a major problem with the Us. committee. <laughs> yes. I think that the rankings that will come out was it Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be Bama at one, probably Clemson at two, um, Oklahoma at three, and uh, Miami at four with Wisconsin at five. Is that fair? I think Miami's definitely going to jump up. I, I think Auburn, and I think Auburn at the sixth spot. They jump. Miami jumped up to two in the AP poll, but we know that doesn't matter. Yeah, but. Two is a big jump. There's, I, there's definitely going to be a lot of shift because a lot of teams lost, and so I mean it's going to open up space for teams like Auburn, like the U, and everything to come in as the word. I would just like to point out that I'm a UCF truther, UCF <laughs> for the uh, top four. They're killing teams, though. I think that it would be kind of outrageous if the committee lets in a two loss. Conference champion over UCF. Those I would because wins, because though. not even Wisconsin. Like I think it would be ridiculous. I would I would have to agree with you at that point. If they let in Auburn over Wisconsin at that point, it would be a little bit iffy. I'm saying UCF even because if they let in a two loss conference champion over them, then you're essentially saying that losses don't matter, and that you it just have to be a major conference to. team. Well, who did Auburn lose to? I, I, I let me let me pull up there. They right. lost to Clemson. Clemson, right? And looking at the second LSU, mm. which is a bad loss. That's a bad loss. It's not a bad loss, but it's not a great loss either. Was it at home or was it at? It was at LSU. Did LSU win this week? I don't remember. I saw them playing, but LSU 
play they Arkansas. Beat Arkansas. One. Yes. So they'll stay in the top 25. Yeah. Okay, for me, my top four right now are Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Miami, not necessarily in that order. With I just Wisconsin think, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Auburn on the outside looking in. I would have to agree. Probably Bama, Clemson, Miami. Well, not like, like I said, not in the order, but Miami um, and Oklahoma. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think that Wisconsin's a strong number five. After throttling TCU also, I think Baker Mayfield probably has submitted himself finally for the Heisman, I would say. Any there's so. still a lot of football left to play, but I, he's definitely very much in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think he's in the conversation. I just think Saquon Barkley has had the best overall season so far. I think he's had the most hype behind his name. Have you his opinion. yards from scrimmage the past couple of games have been have been kind bad. of bad. Yeah, have been pretty. He's, bad, he's scored touchdowns, but he's had, I believe, under 100 yards in three consecutive games now. Have you noticed how the Heisman? kind of doesn't mean as much as it used to. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't really been much, especially like this season. Like, yeah, it comes up in the conversation, but yeah, I'm, I do actually see that. Like, I like, remember... Remember like when Reggie Bush won the Heisman? No, I like, remember, oh, he's a football guy. No, I remember like going to my friend's house to watch the Heisman ceremony and like who was getting picked, but now it's like... Oh, found out on Twitter. Yeah. I think part of that is that... Well, number one, I think it's with social media, we're not as much controlled by what ESPN airs and they're going to air one big player. That's like why Lonzo Ball is a thing. (laughs) And also, it's just with the rise of how offenses work now, it's not centered around one player anymore. Spread offenses are common where a ton of guys get the ball. And because of those two factors, the Heisman isn't as prestigious as it used to be. We're back to college football. Miami proved me wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll say it too. Like, I I agreed with you. I thought they were a fraudulent team. Fraudulent. Fraudulent. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they proved me wrong. I mean, I mean, I feel like that was a fair assumption, though, because they almost lost to us. Yeah. We had them on the and ropes. Syracuse. Yeah. And the game before that. <laughs> like, we had them on the ropes. But, like, I had, like, again, like, no inclination that they would come out and smack Notre Dame. Can I have it on record? You say the U is back. I'm not going to say it yet. I ain't going to say until it until they are in the top four. But, I will not say, until the season ends and they are in the top four. I will not say it. Make no mistake, they embarrassed Notre Dame like really bad, terribly. And you know, did you see the video of? Uh, I think it was, was it their coach that was saying it. That one of their coaches, yeah. You know, they can have the chain, but we'll take the effing ring. Mm-hmm. That's the most arrogant thing to ever say. And I remember you were like, "Wow, I can't wait for Notre Dame to lose now." And I was like, <laughs> "No, I still think Miami." Like, what? I was no, like never mind. Like, and yeah. I think they took that chain instead. They yeah, and then smacked them over the head with it. Before the um, before Notre Dame played us, I was like, you know, we haven't had a Brian Kelly um letdown game yet. And here it was here we are. It just took a little bit more time. It's like when you say Beetlejuice three times. <laughs> when you say Brian Kelly three times, he has a letdown game. Letdown game. game. Letdown game. <laughs> letdown game. <laughs> but no, ever since he had that whole debacle with saying that a player wasn't ready for the NFL when he left. I can't remember who it was. I just have lost respect for him. Because you don't just out one of your former players like that. Yeah, that's rude. Extremely rude. And you got you got, you got got Dabo Swinney, whether you like him or not, he's saying that Deshaun Watson is like Michael Jordan to the NFL. He's hyping up his own player. Like, 
But and then you got Brian Kelly over here being like, oh, he needs to stay an extra year. He's not ready. Now, Miami, they had two big games under bright lights um, in a row. That's It's kind of easy to get up for those games. Next, they have Virginia at home at noon. Is there a chance for... Do they fall flat Like yeah. for that? Because there was nothing more hype than Miami. Like that, I was watching that game, and that football stadium was rocking. The rock was rocking. The hard was rocking. <sighs> Yikes. I can't even look at you. <laughs> I think that as long as Miami's playing at home, I'm not really that worried about them losing because they show up at home. It's games. If it was a noon game on the road, that's where I would be worrying about them falling flat. But they are definitely a team that gets motivated by the crowd and that gets motivated by the turnover chain. I mean, it works for them. I love it, it works. I, I love it. I love it, but I also hate it because ESPN now has a graphic for it, yeah. and they just don't, they don't stop talking about it. You know that thing that happens when white people take things and try and make it cooler than it already is, and then it just becomes lame? That's, that's what ESPN's doing. <laughs> like what happened with the whip. <laughs> what happened with the dab. Good Lord. Never speak on it again. Destroy all bacteria. That's what it is, dab. When you sneeze... Hit the you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is proving my point. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's all I have in college football playoff. It's it's interesting. To- it's getting real spicy. I have one more thought, and it's that one of the main things that it seemed that in my mind the college football playoff started like that they wanted to do when they started the college football playoff was stop giving teams like Alabama the benefit of the doubt on losses and like judge teams more objectively. And now I think that it's up until now, given how Alabama and Wisconsin have been treated, like the comparison between the two, it's clear that they are still letting those issues happen because Alabama and Wisconsin before this week had very comparable schedules, and Wisconsin was what number eight, and Alabama was number two. Yeah, and you could say Alabama's Alabama, but then you're just propagating the issue. Well, you know that had to do with like preseason rankings, and like, well, you can't punish them for not losing. I guess you can. Like, so where did Wisconsin? Do you remember where Wisconsin started out this year? I'm not sure. I'm but not sure to, either. But to I'm be saying, fair, but I'm saying the college football playoff doesn't start. Ranking teams till week true. six, and That's I don't true. think any poll. Sh- I don't think that they should put numbers next to any team's name before then. And then it's like, but do you take like preseason ranking and like you know recruiting class and that kind of crap into play? Like, I, I don't know. It's hard because it's like if you think that Alabama is going to be good, you're obviously going to rank them high. But do you punish them? Like, okay, if you like, if you rank Alabama at two, and you think that they have a comparable schedule to Wisconsin, but Wisconsin starts lower. Like, say they start twenty four and they work their way up to eight. Do you? You can't really punish Alabama for having the same kind of schedule and move them down. I don't disagree. I just think it's a problem with the system. I agree. Wow. And it's so much more civil than last I don't, time. I don't really know what the answer is. I, but I don't think that you can say that the college football playoff is like a completely objective thing when Alabama and Wisconsin have very similar schedules and Alabama is being treated like they are the poster child like royalty. And, 
And Wisconsin is treated like they don't matter. Well, humans are running it. When humans are running it, humans have bias. I didn't um, I didn't dislike the BCS rankings because BCS rankings were more or less all computer. It was one-third computer. One-third computer. I take it back, that back. But that's better than all human to me, at least. I trust computers more than I trust I agree. humans. I'm, I'm for complete computer rankings because I'm also very anti-eye test because I don't think that a one-point win or a 40-point win is any more... One is not more valuable than the other because one can show that you can manage a game, whereas another is just blowing someone out, but each of them has its own merit. I was always on board with keeping the BCS ranking system and just taking the top four and then from there having a playoff. I thought that's how it should have been done. I think still think that's how it should be done. I agree. I've really been confused with the whole process because I've... Because they do take all these different accounts, like of but then what's they change them every and they year. change it. I, I have seen that. I think that it's like what we thought the NCAA was going to do to Carolina basketball. It was, I think that the college football playoff committee they ha- they already decided what teams they're taking, and they just make up reasons to take them, and that's a big problem because if you can't, if you, if the reasoning behind taking them wouldn't take them before you decide on them, then should you really be taking them? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems they it's like they're picking and choosing which things are more important according to how salient are there. So, like, after the uh, like the conference championship season, it seems like that's dominating the conversation, and it's it overbears against everything else that was brought into question before, like the eye test, uh, bad losses, good losses, things of that nature. I would agree. Also, I don't believe in good losses because a loss is a loss. Losing by one to Georgia was technically, I, I would just say it was a good loss to, for Notre Dame, but then, you know, getting smacked is not a, not a good loss. I think there's merit to the quality loss. Uh, I don't think I'll, it's the end-all, be-all, but that, I think I'll there's I'll say that losses can be worse than other uh, – then that one loss can be worse than another loss, but I don't believe in calling something a good loss. Okay, that's fair. So we had a bunch of time to watch football on Saturday because we played football on Thursday. Prime time, baby. <laughs> Under the bright lights. Um, how did that game go? We actually won! <laughs> we won. <laughs> we won a game! <laughs> can I be honest with y'all? We start, I saw the wheels start to come off when I, turn, I, I started playing 2K, and then I saw we were down only like a possession, and I turned it back on, and then we, we started winning. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man!" If you saw on Twitter, um, on our Twitter at NeverMatePod, Mav and Aaron, a couple other of our friends, rushed Franklin after we won. Yep, yelling in the streets, making sure that there were no cars coming, and yep, <laughs> Paul crossed the road, yelled at a bake sale. Yeah, yelled at a bake sale, did not buy anything from the bake sale. <laughs> it was a good time. Good time. We a bunch of people. We were at Trebidia, and everybody started recording us from inside Carolina Coffee Shop. That was fun, but it was worth it. I will never take a win in Carolina football for granted ever again. <laughs> That's fair. This half of the season, Manny, not Manny Miles. I wish Manny Miles. <laughs> Manny Miles. Nathan Elliott and Anthony Ratliff Williams have won me over. They have both been incredible. I mean, Anthony Ratliff-Williams, one uh, return touchdown, one receiving touchdown, one throwing touchdown. 
his passer rating has to be off the charts. Yeah, I would agree. If I remember correctly, him and Saquon Barkley are the only two guys this season that have both returned in return and return, return and throwing return a touchdown and thrown for a touchdown in the same game. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think both of their passer ratings were like over 400. <laughs> Most likely. It's over 400. What? <laughs> but I, I mean, mean, keep in mind, we brought him in to be yeah, a quarterback. Yeah, he was a quarterback. I so, don't, I don't, I think that we should start running wildcat sets with him at quarterback because it's clear that defenses can't adjust when he's a quarterback. Did you see the interview where he said that he's never returned kicks until he came here? Really? Like this is, he, he had never returned kickoffs until he came to UNC. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting. I mean, I believe it. It's just he's just a good enough athlete that he it seems natural when he does it. You yeah. know, I thought p- teams would adjust to the wide receiver pass, but honestly, we're getting him the ball in that situation in so many different ways. Like it's hard to anticipate when and where it's coming from. Which is why he's four or five with what three touchdowns. Yeah. Who knew that the answer to all of our problems were in both of our third and fourth string quarterbacks? Third and fifth string quarterbacks. Thank you very much. Do not forget Manny Miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Anthony. I feel like last year Anthony was higher on the food chain, and he slipped down once he became a wide receiver. But uh, it was fun. Yeah, I forgot that college football can be fun. Like <laughs> we started off the game with the kick six, and it was just a punch in the mouth, and I instantly I was like. Oh no! I'm getting my hopes up too quickly. That's what I said exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm going to get let down, but you know what? I'm excited. I'm going to live in this, and it, they played really well. I mean, I was really happy with the result. Of course, getting the first win since ODU. Now we have to get one in the in Keenan Stadium, actually, just to play victory once. Yeah, <laughs> just to be so like, however demoralized I am as a fan, I can only imagine how demoralizing it is to be on that team. To have to deal with the injuries and like the constant like feeling like oh wow am I doing why am I even doing this like to have to like question yourself like that and to just like still have the grit to go out and win a game like that on the road is like that speaks to the kind of character that this team has and I like I'm actually proud of it. like I was like genuinely proud of them after that win because they could have just tossed it like they or they could have thrown in the towel and just said you know what we're just gonna you know mail it in I've been proud of them all season I mean I think that. All year we've had very bad circumstance, but the team hasn't given up the whole year. They, I think the only they took Miami down to the wire. Yeah, I think the only game they like kind of gave up was Virginia Tech. But other than that, I feel like they've been battling as much as they can. All I'm wondering is why Nathan Elliott didn't get a chance previous to this. Like, why didn't Nathan Elliott get the chance? Maybe it's like a season? practice game time thing. Like what they were seeing in practice wasn't worth it for to bring it um, up to in the game. And honestly, it was coincidental that he we even like got him in the first place was because he came in due to Chaz getting hurt. What was it in the Miami game? Yeah. And so and then, but obviously when he came in, he knew that he had to make a statement uh, and get something going. And I mean, he's been on fire in my opinion, considering. Everything that's happened. Just like also, there's a multitude it, of things that could have kept him off the field. I, I I think it's just that he isn't as good of a quarterback as Chaz Surratt or as Brandon Harris. As good as he's been playing, it, it just seems like he's more confident than them. He because Chaz, think, you still think he's worse than Brandon Harris? Brandon, he's got he doesn't have as good of an arm as Brandon. He's a better decision maker than I mean, either can, of them. He can launch it, but 
Brandon can launch it, but it's probably going to go into another defender, so like into a defender's hands. <laughs> I just think that for what Brandon and Chaz are both good at, Nathan Elliott is not as good at either of those things. He is a more average quarterback. It's just that he's being more confident and making better decisions. And granted, that is a big difference. And I don't mean to be pessimistic, but I don't know how sustainable it is. Ride it till ride it, it, till, ride it yeah. till it runs out. But like sometimes, and like we, if it never runs out, then he could be our quarterback of the future. I just don't. Sometimes think, some, I don't think he's as good of a quarterback. Sometimes we just need a game manager, though. Like sometimes, like try to play hero ball, and like I feel like Nathan Elliott made the right decisions at the right times, and that's that speaks to something about him. That's true. I mean, that's why Peyton Manning is one of the best quarterbacks of all time because he's not. Is he a really good quarterback? Yes, but he's not like Tom Brady. What puts him above anyone else is how good of a game manager he was. I like that the play calling has been much more aggressive since. I feel like every game it gets yes. every game that Fedora is taking more of the play calling, it gets more and more aggressive. Which I, I think really that's appreciate. a big difference too. I think that Nathan Elliott is also the benefactor of the Being aggressive the play calling, but he is feeding off of it, and he's and been he's in the system. Well. He's been in the system yeah. longer than Chaz or Brandon, so he, you know, I guess the playbook gets expanded when you have a guy that knows the system as he does. Right. So you know. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of the team. It felt good to get a win, especially in, on Thursday night. You know. So next week, we got Western Carolina. For our senior day, three of our senior days at least. Yeah. I've, all season, I've been dreading this game because I am from the 828, in case you didn't know. Uh, Wait, you're from the 828? I am. You never talk about it. I know. <laughs> it, this may come as a shock to you. And I have a lot of friends that attend Western Carolina University. I would not live this down if we lost this game. And I've been dreading it all season because of how everything has turned out with all the injuries and all the struggles. But with the pit victory, it's given me a lot of hope this week because all these games have been against ACC opponents, like actual Power 5 teams. But now we're playing a Division two school. I don't know. FCS. Yeah. They're, I don't know if they're going to put up the same kind of fight, so I think we're going to be good against them, honestly. I am more optimistic now. I think if we can put that kind of fight up against Pitt, that we can we can win against Western. Garrett, you're going down. You're going down. Like, boy. now they have that fire in them because they've, the, they've got the important victory that's been elusive so far since ODU. Now they're going to come back to Keenan Stadium, and now they want to get with even more confidence, with confidence they and they want to get at least a win in their own, like on their home field. It's nice to just get some validation that what you're doing can work, and it's just like it sucks with the circumstances, but when you can go in there and get a win like that, that puts some like that will definitely put some confidence back in in some of these players and and the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's their senior day too, so they have. A, several seniors that this is their last home game too. So they're going to want to go out for the seniors as well. Yeah, but mine's more important. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think, I think they're going to bring the fire on Saturday. And I honestly feel a lot more hopeful. And just as a quick like aside, shout out to the defense. I feel like they, I mean, I feel like they played really well, especially in crunch time when they got that fumble um, towards the goal line. Um, 
That was a great. That was that was a clutch play. Yeah. So also Freeman Jones making a couple really long kicks. He made a fifty-one yarder. Yeah, fifty-one yarder. That's that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Looking good, y'all. Looking good. Uh, Hey, we could end up winning the last two of our three, and I would be okay with that. Honestly, the last three of our three. We're going right into Carter Finley, and we're taking the dub. Do you know how? Do you understand how? Mad state fans would be if that happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be watching it probably from the comfort of my home. Oh, I'll be there, but I will find the nearest state fan and I'll get on them if we were actually to win. I am ready to be shouted out for the shouted at for the entire game. Yep, it's gonna be great and go live off their tears. Anyway, moving on to basketball. What? It's basketball season. It's Carolina oh, season. Oh, thank God. Wait, what? Do, uh, do we skip the NFL? Oh, are we going to NFL? We can talk NFL first. Oh, that was. Am I on the wrong? No, game? you're on the right one. I just can't read. Let's talk about the NFL. <laughs> are you sure you're not concussed anymore? <laughs> I am no longer concussed. Milk the injury a little bit longer, will you? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that hurts. I have a headache. <laughs> Get him the collar. Um, the Browns and the Titans played today. The Browns won, right? <laughs> Didn't you have to do that to me? <laughs> I had hope. We were up by two possessions. <laughs> and then we just fell apart. I was, I was, Did you see what happened going into halftime? No, I just want to say I was at lunch from this conference that I was at. And I got a, a notification that was like, we're up two possessions. Go Browns, run tag. And then I saw a message like 10 minutes later that was like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> going into halftime, we had the ball at the two-yard line. With 15 seconds. Like 15 <laughs> seconds left. He went for a QB sneak with no, no timeouts. timeouts. And they went for a QB sneak, <laughs> didn't get it, and didn't have enough time to run another play. I don't know if that's... How do you do that? You're being the Browns. I mean, it's just... Well, they showed us how you do that. <laughs> I, I'm speechless. I'm shook. Mm-mm-mm. The Titans won a close one. Yes, we defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it did come down to the wire. Marcus Mariota put up his fourth uh, comeback game of this season. I believe it's now his ninth comeback uh, game of his career. Uh, he threw a nice pass to DeMarco Murray, who made an excellent stretch over the goal line. They had to review it because it looked like his knee might have been down, but he put it, uh, the ball right over the plane just in time. Uh it was a really excellent win. DeMarco had a heck of a day, three touchdowns. Oh, my gosh, he was eating today. I did start him in one of my leagues. Marcus did injure his shoulder uh, the play prior to that. Uh, it seems like there's always injuries with Marcus, but we'll come back. Well, and that, and that does not help us that much because we play on Thursday this week against the Steelers. Uh, we have them for Thursday night football. They're actually trying out the Sky Cam. Have you all heard about that? Yes, I did. The not. Madden cam. I don't it's know. The how Madden I, it's cam. the Madden Zoom cam. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. And they're doing that the whole game, apparently. But I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I, it'll be. If they zoomed it out a little bit, yeah, they need to be able to show all this, the receivers. Then I'd be fine with it. But I think it might be jarring at first. But we'll. Ha- I'm going to have to see. We'll be at trivia probably. I guess as always, mm-hmm. watching the, it. The running plays will look cool. Mm-hmm. You'll Passing. be able to see the holes forming and seeing yeah. how they hit the holes. But like. Any passes that aren't over the middle are going to be a little rough. Yeah. But the big thing, the AFC South is imploding. 
and the Titans sit atop the AFC South, and so I'm excited. I've never seen a team fall apart more than I've seen the Texans mm-hmm. in the last couple games. If only there was a quarterback waiting in the wings for somebody to call him. It's almost like he, someone who kind of plays like Deshaun Watson, who has just a big arm, can run the ball when plays uh, deteriorate. I don't know. Oh, well. Never heard of that kind of player. Um, looking at the playoff picture. My knee kind of hurts. <laughs> you know? From all that kneeling. <laughs> looking at the playoff picture, um, the Browns have not been eliminated yet. 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 But it's, I think it's a coming. I think a couple more games will be there. Um, the Titans are in the fourth spot mm-hmm. in the AFC. Um, there are four, three? There are three two-loss NFC teams. Um, and then one one-loss with Philly somehow, some way keeps winning. Good yeah. Lord. I mean, power to them. The Saints turned it around after a rough start. Um, started. I did not anticipate their. Straight. I didn't anticipate their defense turning it around. And they look really good. They do look good. They look like one of the best teams in the NFC. They look like the second best team in the NFC, in my opinion. Yeah, with um, Seattle and Carolina sitting at the wild card spots because the Rams have two losses. <laughs> the highest scoring team in football are the Los Angeles Rams. It's a weird season, y'all. It is a weird season. Hmm. So, anyways, interesting. Anything else about football? Uh, Panthers play tomorrow night uh, against the Dolphins. We should win. Should. 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 Win. We'll see. Win. I won't be able to watch the first half because um, I'll be in a staff meeting. Um, but I'll be able to watch the second half. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch. All right. Now, basketball. Yay. We won. Guess you and I. We did one. We did one? Yeah. <laughs> we done one. We did exactly one. <laughs> yeah, so we beat you and I. Um, without Joel Berry. Without Joel Berry. And or Cam, Cam Johnson. Johnson. Or Cam Johnson. Kenny started in the Cam spot, although one could make an argument that that was Kenny's spot to begin with. He's just consistently winning me over with how he plays. His first step looked amazing. He puts more effort into every possession than I think I've seen most basketball players ever put into. Plain and simple, the kid missed being on that basketball court. You could tell. He took a charge Mm -hmm. once. And and he he pranced down the court. Pranced down the court. He was ecstatic. Oh, yeah. I miss Kenny Williams a lot. After him so watching much. in that game, I'm really ha- I was really happy to see him play again. He needs to teach Sterling Manley how to take a charge. <laughs> <laughs> when he was flopping back after that one, yeah, that was absolutely hilarious. But no, I mean Sterling Manley almost got a triple, not triple double. He, wow, he, double double. He, he, flirting with a double double, but still, all three of our incoming bigs they did exactly what I was expecting, and they actually went above my expectations. To be honest, uh, Garrison had a. He was one away from a double-double, I believe, as well. Or did he have I'll a pull up the stats now. Garrison had 14.6 rebounds. Yeah. Garrison, once he puts on some more weight um, in next offseason, I think, um, next season he's going to be bigger, which yeah. will already, 
already help his kind of finesse game. But he's, I mean, he's already shown, and it's, I don't think it's a shock to any of us that he is the, probably the most polished of the three bigs. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was really excited to see his play on Friday night. Uh, Brandon, I, I'm, a lot of people were shocked that he came in as a, the third person and Sterling actually got more minutes. Yeah, I him. thought Sterling would be the third guy. But, after watching the, um, after watching late night, and hearing about the exhibitions, I wasn't surprised. It looked like footwork was a big thing. Like, he was getting beat. He, there were several times we got beat on, like, entry Into passes. post. Yeah, entry passes, too. I just always, I just thought that Sterling was going to be the project, especially with his ACL injuries. And he looked fine. No, he looked good. And so I was excited. I think it's clear that Brandon Huffman has the potential to be the best out of him. He, has, he is an athletic freak. He could be... Debatably the best athlete we've had since J.P. Tokido. I can see what Roy means when he says, don't be surprised if we need a new rim sometime this season. But he is incredibly raw. Mm -hmm. And he has a lot of work to do. But when he gets there, he's going to be something special. And also, Jalik Felton. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he only had five points. But But he he looked like he could get to the rim whenever he wanted to. He did a lot of stuff that... Oh, I hate cliches. I hate cliches. That so don't show much. up in the box score. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate myself so much. But he looked really good. He didn't force anything. He had about as many spin moves as points. He could put. He he could have put somebody on a poster uh, at any point in time. We were in love with the step back that game. Yeah, <laughs> so many step backs. And seventh, seventh Woods seventh impressed me as much as we've seen him come from last year. What is wrong with this man? He can pull up a step back jumper from like. Almost a three point line, but he can't finish at the rim. He could be, he he could be wide open and someone could breathe on him and he'd miss. <laughs> he's getting there. At he's least close. he's, he's shooting those shots now. Yeah. No, I mean he's shooting them confidently. He's using his handles. He had nine points. Yeah. No. I'm I'm happy with how, with how he did. Overall, ball movement was really great. I mean, I think they corrected their mistakes at the beginning. We started off with like four or five straight threes. They were just trying to pop them up. But then we started getting more entry-level passes and getting to our bigs, as is what we do with Carolina basketball. Everything works around the bigs, and then we either work our way outside or just take it inside the paint. I just want to point out that Kenny Williams had 10 points, uh, a block, three steals, five assists, and a rebound. It's a stat stuffer. And was two for four from three-point in land. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shot 50% from the field, um, 33% from the three-point arc. You'd like to see that three-point number a little higher, but 33% isn't bad. And we shot um, it's, it's the we same rate that we're making our other shots, though. So. The stat, though, free throws. free throws. 18 of 21? Yes. Yes. A lot better. Oh, that warmed my heart. Yes. those are. I mean, like I said, we're, we're losing a lot of scoring and a lot of offense, I still think, considering like the loss of Justin Jackson, Kennedy Meeks, Isaiah Hicks. I mean, it's hard to replace that. But if we're making our free throws, that's just one step to replacing what we've lost. Right. Um, you and I um, shot better from three than they did generally from the, um, from the field. I feel like that's going to be a pattern. This year, just the, the way that we collapse on defense whenever the ball gets dumped down to the middle, where there's going to be a lot of times where um, a team will dump it down to the middle and then kick it out for a wide open three. No, that's that's the constants of Carolina basketball, or just the constants of life: death, taxes, and opponents having like astronomical three point percentages against us. They just make their threes. 
I mean, I'm not worried about this one. Though. We were up by 30 at one point. We were up 80 no. to 50. Like, that score is, all, is really, like, deflated. They went on a 14 nothing grind at the end of the game With when um, our bench was in, like, blue steel. Yeah. So, I mean, I was very impressed. Uh, we are good. We're, we're going to be fine this season. Like I said, we did this without Joel Berry and Cam Johnson. Like, I was, I came away impressed. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were gonna like struggle a little bit more. I thought they were that our big guys were gonna get bodied on the glass, kind of like they did against um, some of the guys, like a UNCG, UNCW, like with the scrimmage, the exhibition. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Garrison showed some touch. We haven't even talked about Luke May yet. Yeah, my boy just casually went for twenty six and ten. He was going for thirty. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, he was feeling himself. He was just throwing up some shots, and they were just going in. 11 like, for 16. Yeah. And he was hitting some hard shots. No. There was one fall away where he was basically, like, looking straight at the side of the backboard, and it just swished. Went right in. It was beautiful. So the heels play Bucknell on Wednesday. Should be a slightly easier opponent than you and I. You and I, is not, they're not scrubby dubbies, but... Um, scrubby dubbies. <laughs> It should be. Um, I don't know, but now what's a tournament team, and they're bringing back all their starters, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Should be a good game. Mm-hmm. There's one more player that I think we have to talk about, and his name is Walker Miller. <laughs> and his name is Walker Miller. He kid. he reminded me of the kid that grew three feet between seventh and eighth grade and isn't used to his new he, body he, yet. He is. He's learning how to use his body. I think um, he's like the dog that tries to run on a hardwood floor and his legs fall out <laughs> no from grip. underneath him. <laughs> oh god! I don't want to give. I don't want to give him too much grief because he. I think he is learning how to use his body, and I think. It was just so funny to watch. <laughs> he asked for the other guys help up. No, I, I remember that was the backcourt violation. And then instead of like trying to get the ball, he just fell over and asked the, uh, the other team member to pick him up. I, I thought that was kind of funny. It was just unfortunate, but it was, he was so nervous. funny to watch. He was he, nervous. He was nervous. Andrew Playtech is going to be good. Yeah, he is. I do like. Yeah. I love how much effort this guy puts in. He's real, like real gym rat. Not. Sneaky athletic. Yeah. <laughs> no, that means he's a, a scrapper. He's a he's he's a toothpick. If he could put some weight on him mm-hmm. and keep that three point touch, he'll be real good. But I still, like I said, the the takeaway from this game, I feel like we're Luke May and Kenny Williams because having Kenny's intensity on the floor is just that like, you can't replace that. Like he's out here diving for stuff up thirty. Mm-hmm. Like that's just attitude there. If he's playing like that, I might actually consider making him the sixth man because getting that intensity and that energy off the bench. Could I, thought he already was a team. Team. I thought he already yeah. was a sixth man. Well, I'm saying that a lot of people I would think after the way he performed could be thinking that he deserves a starting role. I want that energy off the bench. But I think that energy off the bench could That's be fair. invaluable. That's fair. I still want to see how Cam Johnson does like in a real game before I decide. I mean, obviously, we saw him at Pitt. Yeah. But I want to see how he flows in this offense. And I think it, they said it was a neck injury. It was like... Yeah, he, he like was saying a screen and something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Roy isn't going to force any kind of injuries. He's going to make sure. And especially in this situation, it was against you and I. Uh, wanted to make sure that he was 100% healthy. I mean, he told... He was after in his press conference, he said that Cam said he felt fine. But he thought there was no reason to force the issue with it. 
if you don't have to. Yeah. Um, Any other stuff around college basketball that we want to talk about? Uh, I think Kentucky. Kentucky. What's up there, man? They have no three-point shooting at all. And they don't have a dominant paint presence, so they're just kind of stuck in this I weird think that, in between. That second point is the main thing. They don't have anybody down low. Yeah, well, it's like, well, they never really. And that's had, not going. And that's not going to do anything to help their three point. Percentage. I feel like last year was probably their best. They had their best three point shooter in a while in in Malik Monk. Mm-hmm. Like, and so they had another electric guard in De'Aaron Fox. Fox. He can get to the basket yeah. and then open up. And then you had Bam Adebayo who could grab everything in sight. Yeah. Now they're playing this what he called positionless basketball. I think they're all trying to be point guards. Yeah, yeah. You, there's only one ball. Mm-hmm. I th- I do think this is definitely going to be a team that gets better as oh, the year they're, they're goes. They're Kentucky. On. They're going to yeah. be great. They're going to be great. They're going to lose some games though. Yeah. They're, they're going to lose some games. They're going to lose some games early. But I think down the stretch they'll um mm-hmm. they'll start looking like the Kentucky of old. I think uh, just because oh, those are just athletes. I just I personally think Arizona is the number one team in the nation right now. By how I see, I think Alonzo Trier is right now. Obviously, it's really early in the season. This is like a really early prediction, but I think Alonzo Trier is probably uh, on track to win Player of the Year. Uh, a lot of people eight miles down the road probably say Marvin Bagley is well on his way. He's going to be yeah, a problem. He, he's had two double doubles to start his career uh, in his twenties, like and even points. though he should still be playing in high school. <clears throat> yeah, that's a conversation for another day. But he is going to be a problem. He might be the next Dallas Maverick. I don't know. Who knows? He looks good. Yeah. Duh. I, no. I usually tend to hold my judgment until we until players get into like conference play. Yeah, but he does look like. Yeah, granted, he's... he he did that against Elon and you. In Utah Valley, I guess, right? So and I do see your point. Maybe wait till conference and see how he does against at least power five opponents. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Colby's movie corner. Colby's movie corner. How give much time a, you want? Colby's movie so corner. Oh, wow. You got a little jingle. Can you never do that again, please? <laughs> <laughs> got the jingle jangle. Is that, mm. is that, uh, mm. is that some kind of you have a fake drug that the effects change from episode to episode? Shout out to Riverdale. Wait, what? Riverdale is the street drug that the ghoulies are Please shipping stop. around in Riverdale. <laughs> How much time do you want? Just say it, boy. Two minutes. Boy, <laughs> two minutes? Ten yes. minutes? Yes. Ten minutes. Two minutes. All the two, minutes. Oh, two minutes. Yes. He wants all the minutes. I did the thing again where I started it without telling you, so let me start that again. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. So this week I watched uh, the Lego Batman movie. Um, came out earlier this year. Um, this movie directed by Chris McKay, who has also directed a lot of Robot Chicken episodes, also directed the first Lego movie. You can really tell from the stop motion. Um, it looked really, really good. Um, Will Arnett stole the show. He played Batman. He was great. Zach Galifianakis as the Joker um, was great. Michael Sarah as Robin had me cracking up the entire movie. Um, again, this is the second movie in a row that is just like jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes. I will say that if you don't get the references to what they're making, um, some of the stuff can fall flat or will just like go right over your head. I was explaining a couple of the things to Carla um, as we were watching the movie this morning. 
Do, um, you ha- do you have an example like of one of those jokes that aren't super spoilery? Um, they basically go through every single iteration of Batman on the screen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> At some point, they showed like they just showed a clip of the Adam West Batman just like jumping around on screen, like didn't even Lego it at all. It was just him on the screen. They made a lot of um, references to a bunch of movie bats that the Daleks from Doctor Who, there was King Kong, Dracula, um, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Like there were a bunch of just like references on references on references. Um, but it wasn't just a movie of parody um, of Hastation. It was actually like a really good message to the movie that I think a lot of um, kids and families like need to see. Um, the power of teamwork. Um, all in all, it was a great movie. Um, there's not really much more I can say about it. It was a great movie. And um, I'll give it... What did I give Thor last week? I gave it 8.65. 8. I'll give it 8.9 out of 10. I really liked this movie. It was really good. Um, there's not that much like it's not very meaty. Like what you see is what you get. No woody undertones. No woody undertones to this movie, but only two significant digits this this week. Yes. Did you see that? What did you, did you have a ticket? What movie format did it say? For the movie was IMAX 2d. It was HBO go. (laughs) What's on HBO go. Yeah. Go oh, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to yeah. watch that now. <laughs> watch that now. Um, next week, uh, Justice League. Ooh. Yay. Batman. Do you have a, like a prediction? Uh, I think it will be okay. I'm kind of worried about Jason Momoa's acting in that. <laughs> I think, I think it'll have its moments. Of like just like okay that was really cool from the trailer I haven't watched any of the trailer so I it just I don't there's know. just a couple moments where I'm just like it's a little cheesy but we'll see I'm fine with cheesy if it works like yeah. um we'll see if if it works with the character perfect because it's Aquaman like it's, like I feel like he's he like the, be so serious he, he's with gonna Aquaman. be like the Drax of this movie he's the big brawn but he's also got the funny side too so I think with I'm concerned with Zack Snyder directing yeah. again. Um, Although we got Gal Gadot. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. I thought it was Gal I think Gadot. It's, it's Gal Gadot. I've heard Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, and Gal Gadot. I think it's good. I'm pretty positive it's Gadot. Those just sounds like different conjugations of his last name. <laughs> her. Oh, her. Thank you very much. That's Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Her. <laughs> My apologies. I did She's not out here making I, power moves. I did not mean to misgender anybody. Especially no. Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, she's out here making power moves. Saying um, that she won't do another Wonder Woman movie until Brett Ratner is away from the series. Yeah, and it's their own fault because they didn't sign her to a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, but I think that... It's almost like they didn't expect that movie to blow up as much as it did. <laughs> hmm. Wonder Woman is fantastic. Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck will do enough for the movie that it'll stay entertaining. I'm concerned about Ezra Miller's Flash. You know, surprisingly, I'm not. I feel like he's going to be good. Do you watch the Flash TV show? I do wish it was him, though. Because Grant Gustin is my Flash. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Ezra Miller's hashtag not my Flash. (laughs) 
give him a chance. That jo- you could cut some. You could cut some like. Oh, but I, Grant Gustin is so good in his role. You could cut some onions with that jawline, fam. <laughs> um, I de- I know nothing about the plot of this movie, which I think is good. I saw the first theatrical trailer, and the only thing I remember is like the cover red. Honestly, so- from what I've seen from other people, I don't think anyone knows what the plot of this movie is going to be. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say that something shoots in the sky on aliens come down. <sighs> If it's a sky portal, I'm going to be upset. Sky portals, <laughs> FTW, aliens. aliens. It does look like aliens, but we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go see it. I think Friday Game night. Over, man. So. Game over. Game <laughs> over. Oh, or the Panthers have a bye week, so I might go see it Sunday morning. We'll see. I still need to go see Thor Ragnarok. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. The, the further I get away I get from it, the more I like yeah, it. Good. Might move up to a nine point six five. On to our Twitter questions. Talking of um, uh, movies, this question comes from Tish um, at KCR Tish Talk. If you want to listen to Tish Talk on KCR Radio, you can um, I don't know Google it. <laughs> Sorry, Tish, I don't know your um, website. Um, favorite movie score of all time. Um, the band Geek Plus Nerd in Me says Michael Chiaquino's entire score for The Incredibles will be played on loop at my funeral. It's says Tish. I would like to point out. The 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 score for the Incredibles, it's great. Is fantastic. Also, the Incredibles is the best um, Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> <laughs> also, the personnel on the like on, uh, for the people who perform the score on oh, the Incredibles yeah. is amazing. I had the chance my senior year of high school to play trumpet with Wayne Bergeron, and he is a better lead player in person than he is on film, and it's stunning. Just ridiculous. Um, G. Keen also did the um, score for Up, right? Not sure. G. Keno did Rogue One. He, also, he a came great in score. last. He came in last second and did that. I was a little less impressed with the score for Rogue One because I feel like it was just variations on on the Force theme. On the Force theme, yeah. But I which think is he okay. Came, he came in like he. They got rid of their first composer, and he came in last second. So That's I, fair. No, I, I remember that story. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. He did do the music. J. Kino did do the music for Up. He is, I feel like he's underrated. Like, I feel like a lot of people like his scores, but don't know his name, like Hans Zimmer or John Williams. Yeah. Those are, like, legendary names, though, so it's like. I think he's getting there <laughs> if he keeps putting out music like that. Um, I think the, um, who what I will say is Hunchback. I think the really I think the and I said that on the question on um on Tisha's um show. I think that the score from Hunchback is amazing and nobody talks about it enough because I don't think a lot of people saw Hunchback and when they did see Hunchback they it weren't. Um, Hellfire is a fantastic song. It is it's a very intense. Song. And then um the Bells of Notre Dame is also fantastic. One of the best openings to yeah a yeah movie. yeah. Um, what's the other one? Uh, God help the outcasts. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Now that, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it's a really consistently good score. Yeah. yeah. They keep the themes like it's very like tied to like a lot of motifs. Yeah. In there that they use throughout the film, which is good. I would be remiss if I didn't say Spirit Away. Um, Joe Hisaishi, I believe. Um, so, like the whole just so whimsical. It sets the mood perfectly. Somber moments are somber. The fun moments are fun. The intense moments are intense. It's like exactly what it needs to be, and it's all just fantastically scored. I think that mine 
I haven't officially decided, but the first one that came to mind for me is Back to the Future. Never seen it. Oh God, are you serious? You got to do that for your movie How corner. You that is an all-time classic. All-time classic. There, That's in my top ten favorite movies. There are a bunch of movies that I have never seen. Back to, to the be future. An amateur, to be an amateur movie critic, yeah. There's that's gotta be in like the required readings for the class. I know. I know. And I'm. Trying. I think that. Like back I, said, to, I didn't see Star Wars until before no. Episode Seven come out. Came back out. to the future. The score, like the score itself, is good, but nothing amazing. But it's the integration of song of popular songs like Huey Lewis and the News has a couple in there, and those are really they really fit. The movie well was that Silvestri that did that? Yes. Yeah, he has. To, well, first off, I mean, I hate to be cliche, but Star Wars is probably my favorite. I mean, that's a fair time. answer. John Williams. I mean, it's, it's cliche it's, for a reason. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's because everyone it's knows classic. it's good. Everyone knows it's good. But uh, mine would, is, would also be of Alan Silvestri's com- composition of Castaway uh, from 2000 with Tom Hanks. It is a wonderful score. I will. Have you seen the? Have you seen Castaway? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's. A, I. I think it's really. It's I mean, really the score emotive. had to be great for that movie because mm-hmm. for half of it is a one man show. Wait, are we saying the score or are we saying the whole soundtrack? Because if it's just the score, then I would actually take out Back to the Future because that's more the comprehensive soundtrack that makes well, the movie more would, than the score. I would say the soundtrack. That, then go ahead and say we can talk about soundtrack for yeah. Castaway. It's one of the few that actually doesn't use an official score until. He gets off like the island, I guess. It's one of the interesting things. But he did win a Grammy for uh, the movie. Because I think that if we're talking soundtrack, then we're going into a completely different genre because then you've got like Lion King, which is completely different than judging the soundtrack of Lion King is completely different than judging the score of Star Wars. But I do think that we can we could do both. You could literally just say John Williams. Yeah. Yeah. And and just just, just go down the list. Just go down the list. Jaws. He did the score for Home Alone. Oh, how? Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Harry oh. Potter. Oh. I've, I've never seen Jurassic Park. He did Harry Park, Potter. Actually. He did Indiana Jones. How are you? How are, no, no, no. Hold on. How are you going to get on him for not seeing Back to the Future, but you haven't seen freaking <laughs> Jurassic well, Park? You're going to discount any of my movie opinions because of my favorite movie. Because you like the Minions. How, how so you what, your favorite movie? So you and you're still surprised that I haven't seen Jurassic Park. But you're, right, but you're getting on him for not seeing Back to the Future. Well, I'm saying that you're going to get on me <laughs> no matter what because I love the Minions. The peak of cinema is the Minions. The, it is. It's not. It is such a good movie. Oh my god! Let me talk the Jurassic. <laughs> <laughs> the Jurassic Park theme song woke me up um, like every day of high school because every day is an adventure. Oh, I thought you didn't like cliche. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean needs to be mentioned in there somewhere. Pirates is great. Um, I will say that the music for for Ragnarok, which I keep talking about this movie, the score for that movie is a lot better than other Marvel movies. Um, there was a video from the channel Every Frame a Painting about the mark. Uh, titled the Marvel Symphonic Universe, how nobody remembers the scores from any of the Marvel movies at all. And um, the director, Taika Waititi, he said he saw that um, saw that video and said, I want to change that. I want to make our score memorable. Wow, that's crazy. That I, I can't really pick up of a, like, 
pick up a theme or anything that I particularly remember. Maybe the, except for maybe when they assemble for the first time. That's the one, and then um, Captain America has a pretty um, yeah. solid score. Um, and then the one person that could remember like Marvel music was the Spider-Man theme song, which they leaned into in Spider-Man Homecoming and used that as part of the scoring for that movie. Anyway. One other that I, uh, did I cut you off or was that anyway? Like that was a segue? so Stugatian. Oh my goodness. You're, you got <laughs> the slightest pause. <laughs> the slightest pause. You took a breath and you're like, and we're moving. Well, and you I, I had, that. Well, I, I, I had something to contribute and I didn't know if that anyway was uh, moving on no, or go, if it was uh, go ahead. I have more. You already started to finish it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Rude. So, (laughs) I think that we need to mention Rocky. I think that has one of the most iconic themes of any movie ever. Never seen Rocky. Oh my God, Colby. None of them? There's like a million of them. You haven't even seen one flipping through the channels? No, so I'm like, oh, I'll watch that from the beginning one day and I keep going. But. Detraction from Rocky. I like the Maynard Ferguson jazz version of the theme song better than the real theme song. That's fair. Maynard Ferguson's fantastic. What were you saying, Colby, before he were really interrupted? Oh, no, we'll move on. Uh, oh, wait. But, okay, so, well. so I wasn't wrong to butt in. <laughs> no, uh, You're just giving me crap for the sake of giving <laughs> I me like crap. <laughs> Attack Aaron Week Part 2. <laughs> no, um, Danny Elfman, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is fantastic. Is Nightmare Before Christmas? Don't you give me that face, Colby. Is I is never seen it. you've never? Oh I, my god, I've never seen it either. But I'm doing I, was, no, I was gonna, which a, which I was a, gonna review it this episode, and Carla was like, "No, we should watch Lego Batman." So blame her. Sorry, no, Batman. I blame you because you should have seen it before this moment. <laughs> is the Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I tend to lean Christmas movie, although I see the case for both. I feel like the message is more Christmassy. Kind of, I don't know. I just like the score, man. <laughs> I think it can fit into both categories with the limited knowledge that I have of it. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, next question. I feel like we spent an eternity on that. I'm sorry. We really did, but I like talking about movies that, even though I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, we got two questions about trees, so I feel like we should talk about trees. trees. So Conrad Tokyo wants us to talk about our favorite trees. And um, Sarah McCullough, as Sarah McCullough said, um, talk about some wholesome memes or alternatively trees. What is your favorite tree? I have a favorite tree because I'm a patriot to the state, the dogwood. It's also just a very pretty tree. I'm not an expert on trees. I'm also a fan of the Christmas tree. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say a poplar tree. Is that a real tree? That is a tree. Okay, I'm just making sure. Can you tell? I used to be in the Boy Scouts, and all that has escaped my mind. I think blocked that whole birch is solid. Well, they're all trees, aren't they? All solid. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it's balsa, balsa is a pretty soft wood. Is beech is beech <laughs> a type of tree, or am I wrong? No, it's a type of tree, isn't it? Beech tree, but it's yeah. like B E E C H. Yeah, because I say like that's the golf tree. course. <laughs> I've been to Beach Mountain. The golf course that I caddy it. That I've caddied at for the past five summers, there is a tree on the 17th hole that I believe is a beech tree, which I think is the namesake of the club, and it's like the prettiest tree in the world. Is, and it, is it the tree? 
That is not the tree. Okay. I don't know. I know how to. I know that tree is on the eleventh hole. I know. <laughs> I know how to tie a square knot and how to spot poison ivy from afar, and that's the extent of my knowledge. I have to say, the red oak is mine. I will say that Bradford pears are the worst tree. Wow. I, had, I have two Bradford, or I had two Bradford pears outside of my house, but we, we cut them down. I feel like everybody's house has a Bradford pear. I, we cut ours down too. I just would like to be that like. Never cliche. saw the first pair. I want us to be that cliche suburban family that has a little bonsai tree. <laughs> in the windsill. Yeah. We have a snowball tree, like, in front. Have you seen those? It's got, like, the weird flowers, and it looks like it's a snowball. It's really cool. Hmm. Festive. Are we really talking about trees right now? <laughs> <laughs> have we reached a new low? <laughs> Should we tell the story? I think it's a new height. This is a story. For another time? Not those kind of trees. We'll save it for another time. It's the reason why Sarah McCullough asked about the trees. Because, long story short, we went to go see the solar eclipse back in August. Adam Scheinhouse drove me, Aaron, Sarah McCullough, Lauren Dobby. Am I missing somebody? No. It was just us. And we went to a lake, and we were all wondering, like, well, Sarah started getting upset. She was like, Adam, we need to make sure that there's not any trees in the way so we can actually see the sun. And Adam's like, well, we're going to a lake. There's no trees on a lake. So the lake. This is the lake. <laughs> and, and so it basically just got in a big argument over nothing but trees. So now every time I see Sarah. There can I, be plenty of trees at a lake. But, but if you look out over a lake, there's no trees to block it up. I think it depends where you are in the lake. I see your point, Sarah. Don't encourage We were going to go to what, a, Wal- a Walgreens parking lot? CVS. Yeah, CBS. Also would have worked. It was fun, though. Moving on. <laughs> Trees. Um, Jake at Jakeish, um, who writes our theme music. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, once has, has, or he asks, what do you do if the stick falls out of your corn dog? I've been thinking about this the whole episode. and <laughs> I, I'm just so confused. If the stick falls out of your corn dog, does that mean that the corn dog falls off the stick? Or... Are you holding it by the corn dog? <laughs> I'm so confused. Jake, how did this happen loose, to you? Uh, or, is how the, the or is the corn yeah, how dog, loose was the stick? Or is the corn dog on a plate? <laughs> I, I, I just don't get how you get in the situation. I see like the wheels turning in your head trying to <laughs> find the logic in this. Is there steam coming out of my ears right now? Because I've been working really hard on this. I can this. see the hamster running on the wheel. I thought you'd been quiet this episode. <laughs> I'm going to make my answer nice, short, and sweet. I don't eat corn dogs. I don't like hot dogs. Or hot dogs. Well, I don't like hot dogs, but I don't like corn dogs either. I love corn dogs. I do not like. I like mini corn dogs. What? But, but you don't like, like maxi corn dogs? I don't like maxi corn dogs. <laughs> maxi not at corn all. dogs. So it's like, so it's like corn dogs. Like, hey, let me get my Gucci corn dog. <laughs> like, Do you just not like the stick part? Because then you could answer this question. I don't know. I feel like for every like every mini corn dog I've yeah corn dog I've had, the breader was better. Like the cornmeal was better on the mini corn dog. I feel like it cooks better. It's all trash. Like I that. still just don't get how you get in the situation that the stick falls <laughs> See, off. Are, are you, like, cutting category? it with a fork and a knife? Yeah. It's a, like, I do pigs in a blanket. That's about as close as I get to a corn dog, but that's, like, croissant bread. Uh, croissant. Croissant. Has no one seen that vine? Oh, my goodness. 
Fine. Okay, Annabelle, there you go. We talked about vines. Are you happy? Oh, we finally no. talked about vines. It's yeah. over. We're never talking about another vine again. You almost made me drop my croissant. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did see that one. <laughs> That's a different one, but <laughs> still. I have seen that one now that I think about it. Trivia this week. Um, Aaron and uh, Aaron, Austin and I decided that it was a draw. Because they don't think they did very well on the six degrees separation, and we got ten, even though we were losing going to six degrees. So we called it a draw. I think that's fair. Yep. Did you have anything to eat? Yes, I had a burrito from Cosmic. That's hey. almost completely become my go-to at trivia. Did they you, really won me over this did year. Did you get a deluxe? No, just got a regular. Yeah, that's fair. I don't they're like still good. anything they're still good. that comes in the deluxe. That's fair. It's still good regular. Yeah, I got two quesadillas afterwards. Quisadale. I have no idea what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Anywell. I want to let you. Y'all, it's 11.15 at night. Anywell. I'm I'm T-Red. Our trivia question for the week. There is only one Power 5 college football team that has every five yards on their field marked with the numbers. Who is that team? If you know the answer, tweet it at us at NeverMadePod. And if you're the first person to get it right, we will shout you out on the show, and you will get a firm handshake from Mav. Firm handshake. Anything also, else? Jake, please tweet at us this situation with the <laughs> corn dog stick because I am tears st- in your eyes. I'm I'm still. I'm just like really stressed out. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I really don't. Anything else? Worrying you, you all this week. This is my last week in the schools for the rest of the semester. Tears. Are you gonna miss the kids? I'll see them next semester. Oh. It's just that I, I like after this week, I'm Screwing done. Un- I'm done until January. I'm ready. I just. Are I'd they be, gonna miss you? I think they'll miss me. I think they like me. Where's I'm nice Mr. to them. David. I'm nice to them. Do they call you Mr. Rivera? Yes, they do. That's weird. I, it makes me feel weird. One time when I was in the element, I was volunteering in elementary school, and the teachers, because they were, they used to be my teachers, they're like, "Oh, this is Mr. Waddell," and I'm like, oh, "Yeah, I'm 17. Stop it." <laughs> yeah, like I'm 20, and some of these people that I'm teaching are 18, and so it's like you might just, like I've thought about them calling me Mr. R because that makes me feel a little less old. Do you have to have them call you Mr. something or can you just have them call you David? I think it's good practice. It's a res- like kind of like a like a like a hierarchy thing, I feel like. If they start calling you David, then you I guess they feel like it's more like casual uh, slash peer relationship. Yeah, instead of a instructor I get that, but also like These are When I was in high school, when I was in high schooler, when I was in high schooler, god. When I was in high school, we always referred to like not to their face, but like when we were talking about them, we always referred to our teachers just by their last name. We wouldn't say Mister. Like I would say, like uh, we had Compsi or we had Pi and Compsi today, and McKean ate some. Like I wouldn't say, and Mister McKean had some. Oh well, like they call they call the band director there. Um, they call him Carter instead of Mister Carter. They just call him Carter. I just don't think Rivero sounds good by itself. Like ah, like that's what my gym teacher in middle school <laughs> called me. Hey, Rivero, <laughs> pick up that ball, <laughs> climb that rope. <laughs> oh God, I was so bad at that. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's good. Good, good. Got that good, good. That's good. I have cleared concussion protocol. You sure? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be, I'm back. I am back in full force. I'll be back on the court tomorrow if y'all play. Maybe I have staffing tomorrow. Not for me. Maybe not. That was a lot of work to do. I should stop rambling. Good Lord, it is 11.17. So if you want to find us, you can find us at nevermadevarsity.podium.co. Leave, leave us a rating on iTunes. Five stars, please. Just turn into a sweatshop. Let me sleep. Let me, let me leave. <laughs> Anything you really liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Jake, thank, please tell us about the corn dog, and we'll see you in Never Life. Bye. Bye.